Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, you can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck It Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy. And it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. Happy New Year! It's January 2nd. This is the Fuck It Diet Radio, and this is your January and also New Year's episode. My name is Caroline Dooner. I am the host of this podcast, The Fuck A Diet Radio. I am the creator of thefuckadiet.com and the author of The Fuck A Diet Book, which will be out in almost two months. It'll be out on March 26th. Um, very excited, also very stressed, and I will elaborate a little bit on that um, over the course of this episode, but it really is all good things, so I'm beginning to calm down. Um, what do I want to say? We're going to do what we usually do. I'm going to read the new post titled, Isn't This Irresponsible? Meaning, Isn't the Fuck a Diet Irresponsible? Which I um, think a lot of people worry that the fuck a diet is irresponsible. Um, so that's the new post. I also answer listener questions, but today there's only one listener question. So um, I'm kind of rethinking uh, me and Patreon. I've definitely scaled back on the rewards I used to have a lot more higher rewards. I did that for about a year and then um, I had to focus more on the book and I didn't know if this was the best way to deliver content. Oh, my neighbor's dog is howling. Oh dear. My own sweet darling puppy just went off for a play date with her favorite um, uncle, (laughs) my friend who actually found her with me, who came with me. to meet her as a puppy. Anyway, who cares about that? My point is, my neighbor's dog is howling. You probably didn't even hear it, but I did. And also my dog is not here to ruin this episode. So what else do I wanna say? Okay, so I'm just gonna give a couple announcements, a couple new things that you can access and sign up for um, on my website before I get into the meat of this episode. And also what I was saying was that I am sort of beginning to rethink whether uh, Patreon questions are the way that I will continue this podcast. I might sort of, I might take a little break from the podcast and then, um, and then sort of reimagine it. I might start doing interviews again. I might, I might rethink the way that I'm um, producing this and creating this podcast. I'm not quite sure yet. I sense that a change is coming. I'm just not quite sure what the change is going to be. I don't think I would ever completely not have a podcast at all because I really do like this form. It's a great way to communicate with and connect with people um, who either don't love reading (laughs) because everybody learns differently um, or 
you know, this is just an easy way for people to consume content. So I would never stop completely, but I may um, rethink and reassess. Oh my God, my neighbor's dog. He probably thinks that my dog is in here and wants her to come up, but she can't because she's not even here. Oh God. Okay. So updates to come. Nothing crazy. Uh, I'm not sure what will happen. We'll see. It won't make that big of a difference, but I'm just not sure. Maybe new ways that I would start making content. Maybe it would be more about conversations with other people um, who can bring new knowledge to this podcast besides just me. For a while, I mean, that's how I started off this podcast. It used to be me interviewing people. Um, And then it's become sort of this solo extension of the blog for a while. Um, But... Uh, I might, it might be time to, to change that up again. We'll see. Okay. So other announcements are, it is January 2nd. Um, if you have not pre-ordered my book and are considering pre-ordering my book, I'm going to take just a moment to explain how helpful that is to the life of the book. The more pre-orders the book gets, the more visible it is on different lists um, in, in the algorithm on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, um, the more likely other people will find out about the book, the more likely I'll be able to write more, the more, the more, um, the bigger the reach of the book. And it really is helpful. And so if possible, and if it doesn't make that much of a difference to you, pre-ordering the book is very, very helpful to me. Um, so if you go over to thefuckadiet.com slash book, or you can just go to thefuckadiet.com and then click on book in the, in the menu, you can find all links on how to pre-order. You can also find information on my site on how to sign up to get the very beginning of the book sent to you, which I'm really excited about. And I've wanted to be able to offer that for way longer, but... I finally was able to package it up for you and send it out to people who sign up for it. So you can get that at thefuckadiet.com. You can find information there. Um, It'll put you, you know, the only thing is that it'll put you on my newsletter list and you can opt out if you don't want to get any more emails from me. But it will send you by email um, the first 10 pages or so of my book. And it kind of breaks down what the book will be about, how I came to the fuck a diet, who the book is for, and will give you a little taste of sort of the essence of the book too. Um, and hopefully that will be a nice little gift to tide you over. It's unbelievable how many times I've said tie you over in my life and genuinely thought that that was the correct term. And I still think it sounds better to say tie you over because like I imagine that you're um, like tying something into like a knot to like keep it together before it all breaks apart and that's essentially what I feel like I'm doing by sending the beginning of the book because I've been asking people to pre-order it for so long anyway um so what am I trying to say okay so so these are the there there when it comes to the book there are a couple different things you can do and read and try out the first thing is you can download by going to my site, you can download the beginning of the book. I already said that. You can also pre-order the book by going to my site or thefuckadiet.com slash book. You can also pre-order the book from anywhere that sells books. So your local bookstore, you can go to them and say, I would like to pre-order the fuck a diet. Oh, my neighbor's outside. I'm so annoyed. Oh my God. 
I do this all the time. Um, anyway, that's what I get for having a house where you're always just seven feet from the front door. My house is very strange and vertical and each floor is 200 square feet and it's stacked on top of each other. And it's an old servant's house from 1845. But in 1845, I think I said this on the podcast before, each 200 square foot room was inhabited by a whole family on each floor. So I suppose I'm, I'm doing all right compared to that. Okay, the last thing about the book is that I have pre-order bonuses for everyone who pre-orders the book. So if you pre-order the book, I have these thank you bonuses. There are some fun-ish videos that kind of explain how I came to the fuck a diet and the things that I'm a little bit nervous about with the fuck a diet. And one way that I like to look at um, what we're doing to our body, it's too hard to explain. You would just have to watch the videos. Um, Also some downloadable a downloadable PDF that has some writing prompts from the book and a live call on January 7th, which is a Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And um, so if you pre-order the book in January before then, you will be able to participate in that call, connect with me, ask me any questions. If you can't attend live, you can ask questions ahead of time, especially if you've pre-ordered at least a couple of days before that. Um, It is another thank you to you guys for pre-ordering the book. (sighs) What else do I want to say? So yeah, those are the, basically those are the, those are the three things that you can do. You can sign up to get the first part of the book sent to you. You can also pre-order the book. And if you pre-order the book, you can sign up for pre-order bonuses and you will get all of the information about the live call sent to you once you sign up for those bonuses. And every information on all of that can be found at thefuckadiet.com slash book. Okay, so what do I really want to say? Um, I have been very, very overwhelmed. Um, basically, the final pass of the book was supposed to be in mid-December. I was essentially supposed to read the final formatted edited version and say great that we're done that's it send it to the press that was what was supposed to happen however they didn't send it to me on time I'm assuming it was the um the rush right before the holidays of all the things that they had to do in production um so I was supposed to send it back to them essentially giving it the seal of approval by December 19th, but they hadn't even sent it to me by then. They sent it to me right before Christmas and said, um, okay, you can send back any urgent changes by January 4th, but, um, but this is just supposed to be for essentially approving this finalized version, this finalized book, the finalized formatting, and it shouldn't take too long anyway. Um, so essentially I started reading it thinking, okay, this is, this is it. And I found so many mistakes in it. So many little typos. I mean, this is normal. I mean, normally typos even make it into the final book because it's just genuinely so hard to see them at a certain point, even for the people who are proofreading it. I found typos. I found tiny little content issues. I found words that they changed during this last 
round. Like that's not supposed to happen. Um, and a couple design things that they were supposed to fix, they didn't fix at all. Um, so I, instead of being like breathing and immediately, I mean, it was Christmas, like it was Christmas. So I couldn't even email my editor and say like, Hey, is this going to be okay? I couldn't really, I didn't want to email my agent. I was just sort of like alone, supposed to be celebrating and relax and enjoying my family who were all together. But I was essentially having a breakdown (laughs) and I was just really overwhelmed because I didn't know what was possible. I didn't know what I was allowed to ask for. I didn't know if it would push back the book. I didn't know what was normal. I don't know what the normal timeline is supposed to be. I don't know what is too much to ask for. I just didn't know. And so I was just, I just, and also the pressure of like reading, even things that I'm going to leave as they are, even things that are perfectly fine, even things that are great and I'm just overthinking them now. Um, just reading the final book and just knowing that this is potentially going to a way bigger audience and a, going to be on a way bigger scale than it's ever been. I mean, I'm relatively small time. I don't, tr- I've never really tried to expand my audience. I've really let it happen really, really slowly and really organically. And I don't like to go out and evangelize. I don't like to go out and try and convert people because it doesn't work. People are very resistant to this. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely scared and I'm filled with doubt over my ability to explain these concepts and concepts I'm filled with doubt over like how I even just like doubt at my credentials etc 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 I can play devil's advocate and remind myself that I'm just sharing what I've always shared and it's my personal experience and um you know that people have you know give great feedback and have loved the book and blah 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 but I'm just I'm just, um, I feel like I'm going through growing pains. So it was both me being stressed over actual issues with the book that still need to be fixed. I mean, they're tiny enough. It's not like the book isn't going to be good or anything, but um, just tiny little like extra words or whatever. And design things, which again, don't really matter. The content is more important, but also just reading the book and realizing that this is it and I can't really change much more than actual mistakes. It was very overwhelming. Um, I was very anxious and panicked. And just this morning I sent my email to my editor with all of the things that I would like changed and there's really nothing more I can do. I'm much calmer now, but my holiday was very like existential crisis. Who am I? Is this book even good? There are mistakes. Are they going to be able to change the mistakes? Is it going to be pushed back? Am I asking for too much? Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't even really need to share that except that, um, I, you know, there's always something, (laughs) there's always something to be stressed over. There's always going to be something new. It's the kind of thing where I, you know, you always think like, oh man, if I could just have a book deal, then, then, then I'd be calm and happy. Of course, any good thing comes with the stress of letting people down or failing on a, on a, you know, bigger scale. So I'm proud of my book. Honestly, I think it's, funny at times and it's sincere and it's very 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 comprehensive and 
it is um, it is my honest advice on how to heal from chronic dieting and to live a happier life. And I mean every word I say, um, but it still is scary to read and be like, wow, like anyone could read this now and this is this is really happening so anyway that's been my holiday I'm feeling way better now especially because I have already sent off my email to my editor so there's really no turning back I guess you could tell me that some things can't be changed and I would decide then what to you know push back on or ask my agent about but other than that there's really not much more that I need to do except hope that people order it and that people enjoy it and that it actually helps people and and opens up people's eyes um to why dieting doesn't work and why it can be super problematic and harmful okay are we ready for the actual post that i'm going to read because i wrote it a month ago and i don't even know what it's about (laughs) it's called isn't this irresponsible And this is how it goes. Some people assume that the fuck it diet is unnecessarily extreme. They assume it's a steady diet of donuts, McDonald's, and fried ice cream for the rest of our short little lives. That we're a group of lazy anarchists who are reveling in our newfound food-related health problems and not taking any personal responsibility for our health and who refuse to make any attempts at self-improvement. Or they think, why can't we just be balanced? Why can't we just enjoy cake every so often, but mostly try to eat a healthy, moderate diet? And the answer is because we've tried that. Also, chronic dieting is somewhere on the eating disorder spectrum. So for people who've become obsessed with dieting, trying, quote, to be balanced doesn't work. It doesn't heal us. And ironically, it perpetuates feeling totally out of control with food. There's nothing wrong with true balance, but for many people, quote, just trying to be balanced becomes the new diet. Not to mention that after years of restriction and dieting, balance is eating a hell of a lot for a good chunk of time. And right there, I link to an older post that I wrote about what balance really is when you're healing from dieting. The beautiful thing I found once I truly allowed myself to eat with total abandon is that my body actually spoke up after years of binging and restricting and binging again. Once I stopped judging myself for eating and stopped trying to micromanage my weight, my body actually finally felt fed and my lifelong food obsession melted away. Note, I never thought that that could happen. I thought I was born a food addict and would die a food addict. That is what I thought I was. That is what I identified with. That is what I experienced. I experienced true food mania all of the time. But the fuck it diet is a seemingly counterintuitive way to stop feeling insane around food. Allowance paves way for easier, nourishing health choices and getting in tune with what your body wants and needs. It is a way to get to a place where you can easily feed yourself a varied diet without too much overthinking and get on with your life. However, I know it feels more complicated for some people. I understand why people still fear certain foods. I do, especially if they don't feel well or if certain foods make them feel sick. And some foods really do make people feel sick. And I understand this firsthand, the fear of health 
not feeling good and wanting to heal your obsession with food and dieting, but still wondering if you're actually causing your own pain and misery and feeling that you need to be avoiding certain foods for your overall health. So because I understand this fear, here are a couple of things I want to remind you about food, weight, dieting, and health that may calm you down if you feel similarly. The biggest issue with dieting is assuming that weight is the cause of our health problems. That is like blaming coughing for causing your cold. Weight can be a symptom of underlying health problems, and it can also just be your body. But either way, focusing on weight loss is not your best bet to improve health, no matter what. It's focusing on the wrong thing. Stress. 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 Stress from weight stigma has also been shown to cause the health problems that are blamed on the weight itself, including increased mortality. The other issue with dieting is assuming that you can't trust your hunger or appetite and that the less you eat, the better. No, that makes no sense. That is not good for you. That is not supportive of health or a good relationship with food. It's not supportive of a strong metabolism or good digestion or good sleep or anything really. The fuck it diet is calorie positive. Calories aren't a problem or the problem. Same with carbs, sugar, fat, and protein. Food is good for us. So once you can step out of both of those ways of thinking, and the two ways that I mean are, one, demonizing weight and demonize, oh, demonizing weight is the first way to stop thinking and demonizing hunger and food that's the second thing to stop operating under if you can get away from both of those ways of thinking you can eat however makes you feel good for people who have food sensitivities or who feel better eating a certain way casually with no like crazy rules you can do whatever feels good and right as long as you have healed your relationship with food and weight does that make sense so this is for people who assume that going on the fuck a diet is leading you into abandon. The thing that's going to make you feel totally out of control with food for the rest of your life is dieting. I am trying to heal that for help you heal that so you can actually have a sane supportive relationship with food. Once you have healed your relationship to food, if a certain food makes you feel terrible, you can reevaluate your relationship to it. Do you want to eat it if it makes you feel bad? Sometimes that may be yes, and often that may be no. Health is so much more nuanced than we hope. Really, it's a complicated combination of genetics, immunity, environmental factors, chemicals, pollutants, heavy metals, etc., socioeconomic factors, and stress. Motherfucking stress. I have to asterisk all of these fucks because... This is going to iTunes and they might ban me. Stress is a major determinant of health. Stress, 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 stress from your high power job, but even more stress from feeling, oh, from being or feeling marginalized. Stress from not having enough money and constantly being in survival mode. Stress from being treated poorly. Stress from lingering effects of trauma. Stress affects your gut and your immunity and your overall health. Now, Obviously, don't stress over the stress and don't blame yourself for your stress. A lot of stress is not that easy to just breathe away. Even though I do believe in breathing and I do think it's helpful, blaming somebody for their stress is not helpful. But understand that it's all complicated 
and it's not your fault. And food is often the least offensive part of our lives. I said lifestyles, so I wanted to say of our lives, <laughs> of our lives and lifestyles, of our lifestyles. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, guys. I'll leave that. Undereating actually causes health problems too. Gut problems, hormonal problems, nutrient deficiencies, inflammation, anxiety, etc. There is also something called a nocebo effect where, you, where your fear over a certain food can actually give you the negative symptoms when you eat it. So you can, just like a placebo, can just basically with the power of your mind and belief can cure certain things in your body. You can also do the opposite. If you believe that what you're eating is bad for you, it can genuinely cause those things. Um, look it up, nocebo, N O. C-E-B-O. If health is your goal, healing your relationship to food is still an imperative step towards well-rounded health. That being said, again, not all food is great for everyone. And not all food is great. I don't actually believe that all food is equal. For instance, pesticides aren't great for us. And they're worse for some people depending on how efficient their body is at processing them out. Like how good you are at like, you know, eliminating things. But at this point, you can't avoid pesticides unless you live in an actual bubble. And even attempts at avoiding them requires lots of money to spend on organic food. All food doesn't need to be equal in order for you to be allowed to eat what you crave. Does that make sense? I always fear that that will be triggering to people, but I hope that it's the opposite. That we should be allowed to calm down and trust that we are doing the best that we can. And let me continue reading this. You can eat anything, even if it doesn't fit into anyone's definition of healthy, you can just eat and calm down about it. It's more important to feed yourself than to constantly stress out over if your food is healthy enough. The body wants to thrive. It wants to be resilient. And as I've said above, stress over your eating actually perpetuates some of the health problems you may be experiencing too. Healing your dysfunctional relationship with food and weight will help you eat in a way that supports your health, whatever that looks like. So the reason I'm talking about this, and that's the that was the end of the post, guys, but the reason that I'm talking about this is because I know that fear over certain foods and fear over health and old lingering orthorexic thoughts um, affect a lot of people who are trying to heal their relationship with food. And I know that it affected mine and I know that it's something that I had to continually think about and and work through and even to this day because I I do I mean I know that my my body needs extra help I just know it it's genetic um, and it's environmental I, I know it for myself and I know that not everybody experiences this and so if you don't that's that's awesome that's what you want you want your body to be resilient and to be able to process things um, that's the goal, but some people do struggle. And so, and if you do, it can make it really hard to trust that you really can eat whatever you want. Now, at the same time, I do have it a little bit 
I am lucky because gut issues aren't my main thing. Um, I don't really have much problem digesting, and so that makes it easier for me to trust that I can eat what I crave. Um, But I really do empathize with people who struggle with that and then doubt themselves when they want to be able to loosen up around their beliefs about food and their fear around food and their rules around food, but they don't think that it's responsible to do so. And I still think it is responsible to do so, not only because um, dieting and stress can affect your digestion and overall health, but because taking away the rules will allow you to truly listen in a way that is much more holistic and forgiving and intuitive even if you don't always feel great, that will actually help inform what you do want to eat in order to feel great or feel good or feel okay. Um, so, you know, I'm actually not going to read this question. I'm just going to answer it on Patreon because it's very specific to energy work that I have offered on Patreon When I did the $10 rewards, I used to do some guided yoga nidra, um, which is essentially just a way to do a body scan and get to a deep relaxation. And it has some yogic principles, but it's essentially like deep. um, It's sometimes called a yogic sleep, but that doesn't really apply to all the people who listen to this podcast. So I know that's like an annoying tease, but... um, I'm just going to answer that on there because I think that it's a little, um, it's a little niche. It's a little niche of an answer for the podcast. Um, so there's no Q and a today, but guys, if you want to be involved with a live video Q and a that I'm going to be doing on January 27th, you can pre-order the book and then sign up for the pre-order bonuses. You can find all that information on the slash book. Ugh, I hate listening to myself talk. Um, and if you've already pre-ordered the book um, and haven't gotten the bonuses, you can find out information on how to sign up for the bonuses there as well. Uh, so there will be another q and I'm sure I'll do more Q&As on the podcast. I will update you if I truly do pivot on what this podcast is going to be. Um... I feel big changes coming in kind of how I structure everything as we go into this new year and as I get closer to the book being released. I think there are just going to be some tweaks to how I connect with you guys and create content and I'm not sure exactly what those things will be yet, but never fear, there will be ways to connect um, in an easy and free way, hopefully. so, and this podcast isn't going anywhere. I just may um, revamp the way I the way I do it. But I don't know yet. Here is to um, the great unknown and taking care of ourselves and not being mean to ourselves in freaking 2019. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for all of your questions that you've ever asked. Thank you for your bravery and to everyone who's already pre-ordered the book. I am so sorry you have to hear me drone on about it. I I, I don't know what to say except thank you, I'm sorry, and I have to. (sighs) My goodness gracious. 
I really, really hope they fix the pages that literally look like a child's coloring book. They're so ugly. I just really want my book to look better than it does, but it's okay if my book is ugly. You know, it's okay. <laughs> things aren't all about how things look, and I know that, and you know that too. And isn't it ironic that I want my book to be beautiful? Bye, guys. I will talk to you soon on the next episode of this.